In today's episode, we have Vincent Vermulen with us, and he's going to talk about how he has carried the legacy of butlers and the hospitality industry from his great-grandfather to this very day. You will also get to hear how he was able to grow his in-person training with online courses, the way that you can leverage online course marketplaces to drive traffic to your own platform, and his strategies for growing his business and brand with social media. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Online Course Igniter podcast, where you'll hear from successful course creators and how they were able to turn their passion into a thriving online business empire. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for checking out the show today. We have Vincent Vermulen from HospitalityTutors.com. And this is really great. I think this is going to be a cool episode. Uh, Vincent is in a niche and is really capitalizing on that niche and is an industry in that niche um, regarding butlers and hospitality. And I'm super excited to hear your story and how you got into this world. How are you doing today, Vincent? I'm great, Jeremy, and thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm absolutely super excited. Yeah, definitely. I always like the stories where we have these niche industries um, that you don't hear so often. Uh, you know, we we get a lot of things regarding you know marketing and and stuff like that. But this is a really cool topic. I think it'll be fun to dive into your story. So why don't you uh, just give us a little bit of history? Um, what were you doing before you got into online courses and online business? Well, actually, it started in 1884. So that's 1884. And I actually started with my great-grandfather, who was um, in hospitality already. And he became a butler, actually, around his 20s. My grandfather told me the story, who was in hospitality as well. In short, I'm actually a fourth-generation hospitality person. So I took over the business of my parents after going to the hotel school. I turned that business into, you know, like a sort of a catering group. Uh, together with my brother. And, um, you know, it went really well. And uh, we sold it because I didn't want to run a big company. And I still had that story in mind of my great grandfather. And I said, you know, now I want to become a butler. And and that's actually where it started. Um, I, uh, I went to England, I, I did my butler training. And then I became a butler for a number of years. When, when I stopped doing that, I, I went into hospitality consultancy. So I've known nothing else in my life than hospitality. In 2013, I actually realized my big dream, which was starting a butler school. Then we actually arrive at the point where I thought, hey, what if we put this thing online? What if we turn this life training into an online training, which is actually kind of a, a contradiction? Because if there's one training in the world, which is almost impossible to do online, it's a butler training. But yet... Here we are a couple of years later, and it's working really well. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to dive into those um, aspects of that story because it will be interesting to hear how you were able to take this online. But going back to the school where you were teaching, um, you were teaching this, I guess, in person. Uh, what did the actual physical school look like before the online school? Yeah, great question. So I started in 2013 with a four-week butler training. It was a life training. I, I started up in a five-star hotel in, in, in Brussels. I mean, everybody should know that I'm from Belgium. Um, so I started up in Brussels with a four-week training. 
And about two years into the school, I actually uh, went to another location. So we left the hotel and we've got our own estate, which is an 85,000 square feet domain, um, where we don't train at present for four weeks, but we train for eight weeks. So we have a very intensive eight-week butler training for a maximum of eight students. They all live, work, study at the domain. And we got students coming from all over the world. Um, and we do this eight-week training like three times a year. And, and that's where it all, all started. So um, I, I was teaching it, well, the most part. And then when it really hit off, I, I had some uh, extra instructors and what have you. Um, so that's how the, the life school came about. And, and from that life school, from the Butler training, uh, we had a number of companies saying, hey, I mean, this Butler mindset in terms of customer service is so very interesting and so very high level. Would you work out a program to train companies? And that's what we've been doing as well. And that is what we also have been putting onto the uh, online system. Very cool. And is that school still live today or, or is that still open? Oh, absolutely. Because uh, you must know in the Butler School landscape, there are not many schools in the world training for eight weeks. We're one of the longest life trainings in the world. For example, if you go to England, the most you will find is three to four weeks. So we're really niche within a niche with the life training. And actually, the outcome of the online trainings is not so much for people to buy into the online program. Well, it is, but the very big goal is to get them to Belgium and certify them after training uh, them live, plus uh, the online training. So we got a sort of a two-week boot camp, which they can do added to the online training, and then they become a fully certified butler. That's awesome. And then once um, someone goes through that school and they get that certification, what, what is a, I, this is just something interesting that I would like to know. What does the process look like after that? How do they, um, you know, find Butler and hospitality jobs after that? Yeah, great question, of course, because that's the number one question that everybody asks. You know, if I do a Butler training, will I get a job? Now, we never guarantee a job from the school. I mean, but we do have a, a well, a very nice network of customers and families around the world who are looking for butlers. And of course, if they ask us, um, hey, do you have any students running around or, or any experienced students after a few years? We are looking for someone in the household. Of course, we're going to present our own students. So our students not only come from all over the world, they also work all over the world. And, you know, they work for families. Um, well, you know, we, we always call them successful families. I don't want to call them rich or wealthy because you know right. you can be rich in your heart and and you know that's something different um, but these are of course people who work very hard for their money and and they need people in their household which are professionals and and i like to think that those are my butlers and they have been working for you know completely unknown people and for i mean amazing celebrities as well anything in between so yeah we're for you know we're very proud of that yeah, that that is a, amazing. This is a cool uh, industry that I honestly know nothing about. And it's really cool to talk to you about this and find out more information. So um, you've got this school going. Obviously, the school's doing very well. And then you get to a point where you're like, you know, hey, this this online thing's really taken off and people are making courses. Uh, why don't we put this online? So what did those early days look like? When did, when did you actually start... Um, putting together your online course and what did it look like in the beginning? Well, actually the reason to do this 
wasn't as much the the motivation of making money of it. The thing was, I had a number. You must know that the uh, eight weeks uh, training in in Belgium, so it's it's a very hefty investment, because you know they have to travel to Belgium, they stay for eight weeks in the school. It, it you know it's like being in a hotel for eight weeks. That would cost you a lot of money. You got all the the, the trainings. We do a two day trip to London. We could do a, a day to Champagne. So it's an investment that comes down to about if you would talk in dollars about fifteen thousand dollars. So that that's a pretty hefty investment. And in twenty eighteen, I had a lot of demand on people saying, you know, I, I would love to become a butler, but you know, I don't have the money at the moment. So I said, uh, we're going to launch a marketing campaign called Everybody Butler. And we were looking for ways how to give people the opportunity to become a butler, whether if they had the money or not. And so what we did was we created smaller courses, which was like a four-week one, which was a bit less expensive. But then I thought, what if I put this online uh, so that we don't have to be physically present, but people can still enjoy and learn and look towards a career as butler? So in the end of 2018, we had a, in October, so we have three trainings a year. So that's uh, February, May, and October. So in the October training of 2018, I just started, you know, videotaping the whole thing. And I invested in good audio because, you know, as you know, that's very important in online courses. I put a camera there. I started editing. And I said, you know, we'll see where this goes. And I launched it in 2019. And it was kind of a, yeah, runaway success. And of course, I don't need to tell you what happened in, in March 2020 when this whole thing hit. <laughs> and then we even had more students. And it gave them the opportunity to see what the training was like, how the other students reacted, because they're also in the videos. And they could kind of see, like, is this something for me? Let me invest in this course online first, and then I can still go and do the life thing if I want. And that has worked out really, really well. So if you look at it, like the online course is kind of an opt-in for the live course. And that's not what you see a lot in online training. I mean, I could be mistaken, but yeah. Yeah, not not really. I mean, you know, some people do that and it's really a, an intelligent way to go about it. And so, um, you know, a lot of people are just making the course to make the course or they have their in-person events and, and they work together. But this sounds like it's a great segue into your school. And then, like you said, the certification. Um, I follow uh, Russell Brunson, who is the owner of a software called ClickFunnels. And in ClickFunnels, yep. th through his training, he talks about the importance of having a value ladder where you are uh, stepping people up this ladder of value throughout your process. And so you start with lower ticket items and then you move them up to a mid ticket item and then you move them up to a high ticket item because different people are going to want different levels of you know expertise and, and things like that. This sounds like it fits that mold perfectly because you have exactly. this lower ticket online course and then it really drives that interest. And then the people who are truly interested in becoming a butler and learning these skills can now say, this is for me, I love this. Let me go invest in the school and get certified. Absolutely. And, th and that's why we started off with, with a rather high price point. Because if you look at the world of online courses, not a lot of them are like four figures, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, And we started off rather high because I really wanted only interested people. And, and still we had people who said, you know, it's great you're doing this, but, you know, we're still kind of hefty to invest. And then for some of them, we made some uh, spread payment plans and what have you. But you could immediately see the, the seriousness of people because people are not going to invest 
an amount like that if they're not really interested. So it, it's not a, like a mass producing course, but we're very happy that we started with something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and took it very seriously, which, which the students did as well. Yeah, if you if you sold the course for ten dollars, it would be harder to sell my fifteen thousand dollar training program. After well, that. Exactly, and I mean, I think that the profession of butler wouldn't be taken seriously anymore. So correct, yes, and that is the you know that's the idea behind butlers is it is a very professional industry. Um, so this is really cool. So when you were recording these videos, what what did the uh, process look like? Was it just you teaching into a camera, or did you have like a classroom where you were teaching other people? And then just recording that. What what did that look like? Yeah, great question. I mean, I had to figure out as I, as I went along. So the first things that I did was I just put up a camera. Um, I, I had like a, a lavalier mic on my suit, and I just acted normal in front of of a classroom, like I would teach any other classroom, and that kind of gave the feeling to the people doing this online uh, training. They, they see me in my real habitat. I'm not talking into the camera. Uh, for example, we have a, a lecture that has two cameras in them. So there's one shooting from the top of the table and one from the side simultaneously because we have these table dressing exercises and people can see in detail from the top of the table and from the side how you place your plates, how you do this technique, etc. You have me as a sort of a voiceover who's running around, but it's the audio coming from my lavalier mic. And that is something they really appreciate. On top of that, uh, later on, for example, the last online course I made was last year, uh, was a full-time personal assistant. Then I really did like headshot videos, looking into the camera with professional lighting, editing, everything in Premiere Pro with sound, with music, what have you. So a totally different concept. But it's appreciated as well because the speed of the videos is much quicker. There's much more interaction. But I think that we found a great way in, you know, the niche of the butler needed that classroom situation. And the one for personal assistance needed that speed, needed that professionality in in video making. So, yeah, I think they're happy with most of it. Absolutely. Yeah, wonderful. That's that's really cool. So you've got these videos recorded, and then the next step would be getting them online. So um, what platform did you post these on when you first started? Yeah, well, even before I, I posted this in 2019, I was into online trainings uh, through Udemy. So my first training ever on Udemy was about etiquette. I mean, that's like the core of being a butler. And uh, I thought, you know, this might be like, I don't know, a side hustle or, or get the, the word out, maybe make a few bucks uh, on the side. And and I didn't take it that seriously. And then I started working on it and Udemy went better and better. But then for the butler training, I couldn't use Udemy because the price point is just not feasible there. And, and also the, the platform is not what I needed. So I went with Teachable. Um, I went I went with, a, I mean, I looked at different kinds of them, but I really like Teachable. And uh, we've been on there, you know, for many years now. And what we also do is that the live training people coming, so the ones who don't take the online training, they get access to the platform as well. So what they have is they have the live training and through a special drip course, every training they just had, for example, we train on Monday table dressing on Tuesday, we would release that. And in their rooms, they can rewatch actually the, the mm-hmm. training. And, and that has been a huge help in getting people from zero to hero in eight weeks, because even if we have the longest training 
almost on the planet for butlers, it's still very short eight weeks because we've got people coming from completely different backgrounds and industries who've never done this. And we have to get them to a level who's acceptable to work for the most you know, famous people in the world. This is so cool. Um, I've, I've talked about this before, um, where you can use courses not to be your, your main source of revenue, but could also supplement your, your business, your brick and mortar business. Absolutely. So, you know, I've talked about if, so, if someone has a business out there and, and maybe they're, they're teaching someone how to bake or cook, you know, why not create a course where when, when people are coming in to learn from you, you also have these video courses to supplement what you're teaching in person. And you've done an excellent way of, of handling that. This is really cool. I think you're. I think you're making some great steps here. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, cool. So you've got your course, uh, a course on Udemy, and then you moved to Teachable. Uh, do you still have your courses on Udemy now? Yeah, but you know, on Udemy we have like it's called the Butler Masterclass, which is like two hours just to get people like a taste of it, and that's been sort of a lead towards us as well. But we're not actually adding any more to Teachable now. Mm-hmm. For example, what, one of my best courses on Teachable is about wedding planning, which is also integrated into the Butler training. Because uh, between my Butler career and the school in hospitality consultancy, I also did some wedding planning, et, et cetera. But I'm mainly focusing on, uh, on hospitalitytutors.com now because in most of the trainings, for example, the Butler training, we have a, a private Facebook community. So if you enroll into the online training, you get access to the private Facebook group and, and we post certain things there and people get connected with each other. So it's small, but it's very professional. And, and that's what we need in this niche. I mean, I don't want a Facebook group that has like 2000 people in them because it wouldn't work in, in this, uh, kind of uh, work. Yeah, definitely. I guess I was wondering, are you getting any students from Udemy? Um, because I've heard of others talking about using Udemy kind of more like a, a lead generation tool versus like their main source of income. So are you able to track, or are you able to see if there are still people signing up from Udemy and then say moving over to your teachable school? Absolutely. Um, because you know, since it's so niche and, and I don't have that many students, um, they, they get in contact rather personally with, with me and through my Instagram and what have you. So yeah, definitely they they come through Udemy. And but you know, in the in the early years of of Udemy, they were very protective of getting a student outside of the platform. But of course, in my niche, I mean, I, I say my name in the Udemy courses and and I train butlers. I mean, it only takes like one Google and, and we're online one or two in Google if you type in my name and, and the word butler. So yeah, they kind of get easy to uh, to the school and then, you know, the rest goes from there. But on the other hand, we only take eight students in the eight-week course three times a year, which is 24 students. We have to be a bit, well, picky isn't the word, but we have an interview with each and every one of them. We look at their motivation. Is this really what you want? I mean. Are you in it for the money? Because that's the wrong reason. Uh, we really need people with their heart in hospitality. And so we have the luxury of kind of choosing the students for the live training. So, so that helps as well. And they sometimes come through Udemy um, where they get a first spark of interest. Are you struggling to create your first online course? Do you have an idea for a course topic? but don't know how to get started? It can be hard trying to figure out everything that goes into course creation. How do you outline your course? How do you set up the technology to create the content? How do you publish it 
so that you can begin helping others and making money immediately. We know it can be difficult for first-time course creators. That is why we have designed the Start Your First Course Challenge. Our goal is to help you get that online course published within a couple of weeks. That means that you can get your digital product to market without wasting a bunch of time. We will show you how with the easiest methods possible that we have learned and crafted over the years. You'll learn how to choose a topic, outline your course, script what you want to say, and then record the material. After that, you'll discover how to set up the platform and publish it, all with a simple system that's guaranteed to get you results fast. Beat your procrastination by taking action today. Go to startyourfirstcourse.com now to sign up. That's startyourfirstcourse.com. See you in the challenge. Let's move over to the marketing side of things now. So you get you get these videos created, you get them up on your own platform, and then the next step is you know where to find these people who are interested in hospitality. So what were you doing to start driving traffic to your online courses? Yeah, well, that's that's the million dollar question. <laughs> the thing is, um, well, it's a million dollar question, especially for us. If you look at my clients, which are my students. We have no profile. So you can go, as you know, you can go to Facebook and like put like a persona and said they have these interests and those interests and that age and that demographic. That's absolutely so very difficult with the Butler School. Why? Well, we have ladies. We have gentlemen. We have people from 18. Our oldest student so far was somebody from Texas. He was 64. Amazing guy. Um, so, and, and we have people who were a nurse. We had people who are truck driver. We had people who are a maitre d' in a, a three-star Michelin restaurant. So the demographic is so diverse that we cannot really create a persona. So what we've done was we bet on, on content like the YouTube channel and Instagram, etc. but we do work with, um, Facebook ads, but we rarely put Facebook ads and Google AdWords on the online training. We, we kind of lead them to the website of the school and then they go to the online from there. Because if they're really interested in becoming a butler and they see the price point of the live training, they say, hmm, maybe there's another alternative, then they're going to see the online. So that's, that's kind of how we do it. And if we got people, for example, sending emails and saying, I'm dreaming of becoming a butler, but you know, maybe in a few months, I can't pay it, etc. We send them the link to the online and that works pretty well as well. So we're not that aggressive and it's a very small market, but we do use Google AdWords and Facebook ads uh, to drive traffic. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Let's talk about the the ads first, and then I want to ask you about the other stuff, the YouTube and the Instagram. So regarding the Facebook ads, whenever you set up an ad inside of Facebook, if no one out there listening has done this before, you can really target interests. You can target what people are interested in. So for instance, um, because I'm in the digital marketing space, I might be able to target someone like Gary Vaynerchuk or Pat Flynn or yep. you know someone like that. And it gives me a big set of people to be able to target those interests. So how are you doing that in your Facebook ads? Because as you said, there's probably not as many interests available inside of that platform. So how are you finding these people? Well, for example, what we do know, if you look at the demographic of the students we had over the years, one that stands out is um, people between, let's say, 18 and 23 who are in hotel management studies. That's one. Um, One, of course, which is also very interesting for us is etiquette. So people who are interested in etiquette. For some strange reason, people who read certain books, I mean, like between lifestyle and romantic books, 
that, that that's an interest as well. Hmm. And and then of course anything which is kind of hospitality on the higher level, like like the luxury champagnes and the good sides of life, etc. And so we started up these Facebook ads. We we looked at the uh, the results, and then we fine tuned and fine tuned and fine tuned. And then over the years, you know, we, for example, if you look at the average cost of a, a Facebook ad, we're actually in the cents. I mean, it's nice. we're hitting around like seven cents or six cents, which is amazing. So yeah, that's that's how we did it. Absolutely. And I must say, the website. Um, has an amazing SEO as well. I mean, we, we outsourced this. We, we kind of invested a lot into this website. But if you, if you punch in Butler Training or Butler Academy or whatever, we end up very high in Google. And, and that's due to the SEO investment. So those are the two main drivers. Oh, this is this is wonderful. I've got so many questions for you. <laughs> We're going to run out of time and I'm going to have to have you come back on because uh, you're, you're, you're making a lot of right choices and, and I just love this. Um, so, okay, cool. So in Facebook ads, you're, you're targeting people who are maybe want or have interest in that higher quality of life, who have etiquette and so forth. Um, that makes a lot of sense. So let's shift real quick. Um, try to get through a couple of these uh, because I want to hear some of these other strategies. So first of all, you mentioned SEO. SEO is uh, you know being able to optimize for the search engines like Google. As you said, when someone types in a specific keyword, it is able to pull up your information in your website. So having it outsourced, I don't know how much you know about it, but how are you handling the SEO? Like Typically, when we think of SEO, we think of having a blog. And you have all these blog articles that are ranking. Do you have a blog or is the site just ranking naturally by itself? Well, I do have a blog, which I don't put any time in. Not enough, not enough time. Uh, I have to do something about that. But we've seen that it doesn't really drive traffic. What I did was I wrote down the FAQ of the website and said, what are the questions that people have the most? And what I did was I created like four or five evergreen YouTube videos. For example, I have this video called, Can a Butler Have a Private Life? Which is a question who's asked a lot. And that YouTube video, that's actually the title. And that, that's been a great hit because that's what people punch in into Google. And for example, another question is, will I have a job after Butler training? And that has worked really well for us. And I think that kind of is like interlinked with our Google AdWords because I have somebody doing this for me who's a lot smarter than than I am in terms of SEO. Mm -hmm. And there's other things that we do as well. Of course, you know, you can put uh, your competitors in SEO, which which is absolutely interesting. But what happened in my niche was the following. So there's this guy called Ivor Spencer who started the first Butler School ever in the 80s. Now, unfortunately, he came to uh, pass away in 2009. And... um, you know, he started in a time where internet wasn't really a thing. So what I did was I bought the website name. And Ivor Spencer is like is like an icon in the Butler world. But of course, the school doesn't exist anymore. So what I did was I put up an honorary website on the domain name of iverspencer.co.uk. And of course, this page has been brought to you by School for Butlers and Hospitality. And that has worked amazing because he used to be the authority in Butler trainings. And now it's leading to us. And they see that we kind of, you know, have the same philosophy and, and, and that we're even going a step further because we're quite innovative. 
Um, you know, for example, we don't iron newspapers anymore. And don't worry, we don't iron iPads as well. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's been a great lead from Ivor Spencer to us. And that's how we kind of handled the SEO because people are looking for Ivor Spencer as well. And when they punch it in, they come on our website or on the honorary website. That That is a brilliant strategy. I've actually never heard of that one before. But uh, maybe that gives some some other people some other ideas of how to go about that. So that's really cool. Um, let's jump over to the YouTube real quick. So you mentioned you have some some YouTube videos. Um, have you had the YouTube channel for long? Uh, and you mentioned that you were kind of creating some YouTube videos that answer specific questions. So can you talk a little bit more about your YouTube channel and what you see that's working really well on that platform? Absolutely. So I, I started all of my social media actually with, you know, when we started the school, so the the, the website, the YouTube, uh, everything. And um, I started posting videos, but my philosophy from the very start of the school and everything we do is if the image isn't high quality or like gives you a feeling and emotion, we don't post it. For example, if you look to, at my YouTube or my um, Instagram, you're never going to see like a selfie or like um, a random picture of something I shot. No, it needs to have like a, a good, you know, the, the picture has to be framed. There, there needs to be like a blurry background. It has to give an emotion. And I think that has always worked. So when we went to YouTube, um, I started making some movies myself. I knew I was fiddling around with some software and that went really good. But then all of a sudden, we combined the Google AdWords budget together with the YouTube one. And we shot a testimonial video of a few of our students and we edited it and that looked very good. And we put it on YouTube and we had a sort of a budget. And in the early days, it was a couple of hundreds of dollars a month because we couldn't afford more. And what happened was YouTube forgot to shut off the budget and they let it run. But of course, they couldn't charge me because we put a, li a limit. Hmm. But they showed that video almost 250,000 times without paying a cent. So that was kind of amazing. If you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't a strategy. It was sheer luck. <laughs> but we built from there and we had our followers and, you know, yeah, that's what happens. And and, and the, the testimonial video, do you feel like uh, you would do more of those? Do you think that those are really working well? Other than other than YouTube giving you free advertising? <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately. But we did more and we, we did really like short ones, 30 second ones. And that helped as well. Um, but to this very day, I'm, I'm amazed how, how people follow me from time to time, because in 2016, I, I've written my first book and, um, you know, people read my book cover to cover. They know everything I say in the videos, because if we have people from the online training coming to the live training, it's so incredible. They can almost repeat word for word what I'm about to say in the training. So, you know, they're very into the material as well. And, and, and YouTube has helped with that as well because, you know, I get emails from time to time. I've seen all your YouTube videos and it's so interesting, et cetera. Yeah, the, the, the book can be very powerful. I learned this from my coach too, who, who had written a book and then gets people into his program. And he was explaining, you know, if someone takes the time to read your book and they're, you know, engulfed in that information and they get to learn you, your style, your personality and your philosophies, then getting them into your program becomes almost easy because they've already invested that time. 
Uh, absolutely. And what what a book also does is it kind of positions you as an expert. I mean, if you've written a book, you must be an expert, right? Well, that's mm-hmm. not always the case, but <laughs> that's how people see you. And actually, I'm in the process of writing my second book. And that one is going to be towards corporate trainings because, you know, we're doing well in that area as well. And I hope it has the same effect as my Butler book. Yeah, definitely. And then the final one that you had mentioned was Instagram. And you you said you want to post um, more uh, emotional type images on the platform. But um, have you messed around a lot with Instagram? Is there any tips or tricks that you can give us about that? Well, let me first tell you what I would do better. I mean, if you look at your overview of your pictures on your Instagram, people are looking, you know, to, to have a certain structure in there, like, you know, every other two pictures they post a certain type of picture so if you look at the overview it looks good that's something i didn't do at the beginning and that's something i would do now i'm actually working on that but the thing is the school only has a few hundred uh, followers but me personally i've got i've got a lot more and i've i've always had the same approach into take a picture it has to look good even edit it um, maybe a filter whatever but it has to give that emotion And what I also do a lot, because if you look at the profession of a butler, you know, we're discreet. So one of the number one traits of a butler is to be discreet. And that's what I try to respect in my pictures as well. I'm not just going to take a picture of my students without asking their permission. I'm not going to take a picture where they're not aware of that they're in the shot, etc. So I actually infuse my pictures also with the mindset that we have as a butler. For example, I would never post a picture of, let's say, a tray with a glass on it and it's full of dirt or fingerprints or whatever, because that's mm-hmm. not what a butler would do. So I think that the pictures also reflect the product that you're selling. Yeah, definitely. You got you to gotta, you know, stick with your philosophies and your brand. And, and if they are contradicting each other, then you're just doing yourself a disservice. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so this is just, this is really cool information and something that you've mentioned a couple times that I think is super important for other people listening is you don't have to be in a very big widespread niche to be successful. I mean, you've shown, um, in a very narrow niche and, and like you said yourself, not having a ton of followers still be able to create a very successful online business, uh, with your courses and um, I appreciate that. I think that other people need to hear that because they feel like they have to go chase the money or chase the crowd. And um, sometimes narrowing down and really focusing on one aspect of a persona can can help out. I, I fully agree. I mean, if you have the passion for your product or your topic, I mean, the money will follow. Absolutely. Cool. So just thinking about those people who are listening right now who are maybe just getting started into this world, into online courses and putting their stuff up on a platform, uh, what would be maybe your biggest piece of advice or tip that you could give the beginner out there? Well, it's actually the same tip I give to all my Butler students. It's so very simple. It's so very cliche, but it's don't give up. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard because, for example, the last training I, I, I put online, which was the full-time personal assistant training. I mean, the full training is about two to two and a half hours, but it took me about six months to produce. And I mean, it's the script writing, it's the filming. And then, you know, you've been filming for three hours and all of a sudden you see that, you know, the battery is dead and your sound system and what have you. So you got to start all over again and you get demotivated. So really fast. It's my number one uh, advice. Don't give up. Don't give up. Absolutely not. Awesome. Perfect. And uh, 
just continuing this um, generational field that you're in from the 1880s, um, looking forward to your business and where you want to take it. Um, what do you see for yourself over the next, say, five or 10 years? How would you like to, for this to grow? And, and what is your end goal? You know, there's a, there's a lot happening in the online training space. And there's some really nice platforms coming along, uh, you know, like Teachable. But I think that Whatever we do in our company, the number one value we have is to really help people, whether that be butlers, whether that be companies. For example, if we train a company and we can train one person to be a bit more friendly to customers and at the same time feel better at the end of the day, well, then we've done an amazing job. And if we could find a tool to make sure that that happens, I think we're on the right way. So that's, that's what I see for the future. That's awesome. And and I hope you make it happen because I feel like in this day and in this environment, people are moving away from that. Um, I go to restaurants yeah. now. I, I go to, you know, different places and the customer service really seems to be lacking. It seems like people are just there to clock in and clock out and they don't have that hospitality mindset of just generally wanting to help people. And it, and it's sad, you know, it's, it's upsetting to, um, spend money at, at a nice restaurant and, and feel like you're just being neglected. So, um, I wish you the best on that goal. And, uh, I, I would definitely hope you'd be a part of it because you are an amazing human being and I love what you're doing. <laughs> and, um, if people want to find out more about you online, where can you send them to do that? Um, hospitalitytutors.com. I think that's uh, that's the best place to go. Of course, if they want to come to the school, schoolforbutlers.com. That's our main website. But I'm sure they will find us uh, through your podcast. Absolutely. Okay, cool. And then I'll make sure that I um, put any links that you have in the show notes of this episode so that people can find out more about that. And Vincent, um, you've been amazing. You're a gentleman and a scholar, and I just really appreciate you giving us your time today to talk about your business. Oh, it was my pleasure. And thank you so much for spreading the word. You're doing an amazing job. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today, Vincent. You can find out more about him and his business by visiting schoolforbutlers.com or you can get the show notes of this episode along with links and resources by visiting onlinecourseigniter.com forward slash 43. Come back next week for another fun and exciting episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Online Course Igniter podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening so that you don't miss an episode. If you would like to learn more marketing strategies and how to sell your online course, then also check out our free community where we share tips, tricks, and tutorials at onlinecourseigniter.com forward slash community.